Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 32 of Revelation chapter 21. We're going to be reading verses 19 and 20. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, a chalcedony, the fourth, an emerald, the fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, a topaz, the tenth, a chrysophorus, the eleventh, a jacinth, the twelfth, an amethyst. And I'll stop reading there. Now, we had gotten into verse 19, uh, discussing the foundation. As God says, it's garnished, the foundations of the wall of the city. Earlier, um, the Lord told us there were 12 foundations, and they were garnished or adorned with these precious stones. And we looked at Jasper. We saw how God relates that to himself. And also Sapphire. Um, we went back to Exodus chapter 28. And we saw that uh, as the Lord was describing the breastplate of judgment that the high priest would wear, he was garnished with the, the breastplate that had 12 stones with the names of the children of Israel. And the sapphire and the jasper were mentioned. Well, we're going on here looking at the third foundation stone, a chalcedony, a chalcedony, which is used only in this verse. It's uh, a compound word made up of two words that likely mean copper, appearance or copper-like. And uh, I don't know what else we can uh, learn from this. I'm sure there's more to learn, but I don't, I don't know what it is. So we'll just move on. We know that the 12 stones, all of them together, identify with the Lord Jesus Christ, and so does the Chalcedony. And then the fourth stone is an emerald, and the emerald uh, we saw in Exodus 28, on the breastplate of judgment. But let's go to Exodus 39, because God repeats the um, the language, again, that we read back in Exodus 28, concerning the breastplate of judgment. It says in Exodus chapter uh, 39, um, in, in uh, let's see where we should start, in verse 8, and he made the breastplate of cunning work, like the work of the ephod of gold, blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. It was four square. They made the breastplate double. A span was the length thereof, and a span the breadth thereof being doubled. And they set it in four rows of stones. The first row was a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This was the first row. And the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. 
In the third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst. In the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in alches of gold in their enclosings, and the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve. According to their names, like the engravings of a signet, everyone with his name, according to the twelve tribes. Isn't it interesting how God here speaks of engraving precious stones? And we have a whole industry in jewelry today, and, and that's what they do. They engrave precious stones. And it comes right from the Bible. But here again, uh, God is describing the breastplate of cunning work, and he's laying out the stones. And just as he did in Exodus 28, we also find the emerald mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 28 in an interesting place in Ezekiel 28, God is speaking of Tyrus, who he is using as a picture or a representation of man, mankind. And God says of Tyrus in verse 12, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes, was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee, which shows us, as God is speaking of mankind, he, and we know it's man because he says you were in Eden and you were the anointed cherub. That doesn't apply to Satan. And so the precious stones that were your covering have application to man created in the image of God, created good, perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in him however long it was until Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden tree. We don't know exactly how long that was, but man was perfect until that point. And in his perfection, in his purity and holiness and sinlessness, in that condition, every precious stone was his covering. And then godless, many of the same stones we we read that we're on the breastplate of judgment, as well as in Revelation 21, as the Lord is describing the precious stones of the foundations of the wall of salvation. And again, we can recognize some of them, the sardius, topaz, beryl, uh, jasper, sapphire, emerald. And, and so here uh, we, can, we can get the idea. At this point, 
and going back to the creation, man was perfect in beauty. And what God means is when the, the creature man that he created good, uh, dwelt on the earth for that short little period of time before he sinned, it was as though he had this beautiful covering of righteousness. Not Christ's imputed righteousness. It wasn't necessary at that point. But righteousness is righteousness. And righteousness is when a man walks upright. And and according to the law of God. And Adam did. And, and therefore, he had the precious stones as his covering. Until iniquity was found in him. But in Revelation 21... What is God doing? He's describing the new creature uh, as he has uh, saved a people for himself, made them born again, um, new beings entirely in, in soul and body at the end of this world. And then God made a new earth and a new heaven, a new habitation. All is new. It's like the new earth, if we were to go back to Genesis 1, when God spoke and said, let there be, and there formed a beautiful, wonderful, glorious new world, a new earth, and at that point a new heaven, and sun, moon, and stars, and then new creatures created to inhabit the earth, with man, the crown jewel, covered with precious stones, because he was made in the image and likeness of God, till iniquity was found in him, and he sinned and brought ruin upon himself and a curse upon the creation. And now we have the chaos and mess of a world that that we have because of man's sin. But God has worked out a salvation program all through history and has gathered his people, forming them into a new holy city. And Revelation 21 is the unveiling of the glorious new heaven and earth inhabited by new creatures. And again, no sin. And and more than that, a guarantee from God that there will never be an occasion for sin to ever enter in. The former things are forgotten, not to be remembered. There is eternal life. Uh, there is no more death. And, and with that language, God is guaranteeing that there cannot be sin because sin brings death. And, and if there's no more death, there's no more sin forevermore. And now man has his covering. Now man is covered with the precious stones uh, again, uh, going back to Revelation 21, the wall is salvation. Its foundations are adorned with these precious stones. The purity, the holiness, the righteousness, the, the absolute sinless perfection of the Lord Jesus Christ is what adorns it. And, and therefore, uh, it, it will always be, uh, uh perfect in beauty as that first creation could not be uh, in continuing due to sin.
Okay, let's go back to Revelation 21. And it says in verse 20, The fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius and, and the seventh chrysolite and so forth. And, uh, we're, we're going to, um, try to speed this up a little bit. The sardonyx is used only here. Uh, it, again, it's the precious stones that would point to the, the beauty and, and, uh, purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then the sardius. Sardius is mentioned in Exodus 28 and Exodus 39 and in Ezekiel 28. And, and therefore it again points to Christ and, and the righteousness he imputes to the 12 tribes of Israel or the body of believers. And the, uh, chrysolite, and I'm also going to comment on the chrysophorus because as we can see from chrysos that is in both of them, they're derived from the Greek word for gold. The Greek word for gold is chrysos, and chrysos, light, chrysophorus, has the word gold in it, and chrysolite means gold stone, uh, chrysophorus, not too sure, but gold something. Uh, so they're derived from gold, related to gold, and and uh, again, that that purity, uh, gold is um, precious stone, as Jesus is the precious stone. The barrel is found in some interesting places. Let's go to Song of Solomon, chapter five. Song of Solomon. Now, I'd like to go here because um, we don't turn to the Song of Solomon that often. Song of Solomon, chapter 5, is um, a beautiful account of Christ and his eternal bride, the body of believers, all the elect that he has saved. And it says, speaking of Jesus, this is as though the believers are describing Christ. In Song of Solomon 5, verse 10, My beloved is white and ruddy, the chiefest among ten thousand. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. His eyes are as the eyes of doves by the rivers of waters. Washed with milk and fitly set, his cheeks are as a bed of spices, as sweet flowers. His lips like lilies, dropping sweet-smelling myrrh. His hands are as gold rings, set with the barrel. His belly is as bright ivory overlaid with sapphires. And and there God use, uh, uses two precious stones to describe Christ because these stones describe that which is perfect in beauty. These stones describe sinless perfection. And, of course, Jesus never sinned. And, and, and so God applies it to uh, the beloved to the Lord Jesus Christ. And also in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 16, we read of the barrel there as um, the Lord is describing the living creature and the um, four living creatures. It's a representation of the glory of God. It says in verse 15, Now as I beheld the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth, by the living creatures with his four faces. 
the appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a barrel, and they four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. So the appearance of the these four creatures in in one way is is like the color of a barrel. Again, God's perfect beauty because he is holy. And and that's also why in Revelation 4 the Lord God seated upon the throne was said to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. Perfect holiness. The precious stones again and again represent that perfection. Well, the barrel and then the topaz is also found in Exodus 28 and chapter 39 and Ezekiel 28, pointing to, you know, as God discusses those stones, 12 stones of the breastplate of judgment and the 10 stones mentioned in Ezekiel 28, we, we again see um, that purity, the jacinth, as it goes on to say that we mentioned the Chrysophorus, the eleventh is a jacinth, and the jacinth is used only twice in the Bible. Here, in Revelation 21, and once back in Revelation chapter 9, in a description of the 200 million horsemen, which are a picture of all that God has saved. Everyone he has saved out of the whole history of the world are, are numbered here to be 200 million. Um, it, it could be an actual number. It, it likely is, but we, uh, at least I, I don't know for sure. But it says in Revelation 9, and this is an account of the day of judgment, and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200 Thousand thousand, that's two hundred million. And I heard the number of them, and thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, now their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. The breastplates of the two hundred million are said to have fire and brimstone, but also jacinth, a precious stone. That helps us to identify uh, who God is speaking of. Uh, he's He's not describing um, an army of false prophets. He's describing the whole company of the elect, all the saints they, that are described also as being on horseback in Revelation 19. The jacinth is a precious stone that describes perfect purity and in this case would um, apply to to all the saints of God because they have all become saved and as they go forth in the day of battle of Armageddon of judgment day as Christ judges the world with ten thousands of his saints remember what it says in Song of Solomon he's chiefest among ten thousand the 10,000 points to the completeness of everyone he has saved. And there is Christ and his saints. Know ye not? The saints will judge the world. Well, finally, in verse 20, the 12th is an amethyst. And an amethyst is found also in Exodus 28. 
Exodus chapter 39, regarding the breastplate of judgment the high priest wears. The, the amethyst is one of those precious stones. Well, uh, we'll continue in our study of Revelation 21 with verse 21 the next time we get together. And there, God is going to speak of the 12 gates uh, as 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. He, he's using uh, more descriptive language. Uh, you know, when we think of this world, what what does the world value? What has the greatest worth in the world? Well, it, it's the jewels. It's it's the gold, the silver, the the pearls, the precious stones, emeralds and rubies. And so God uses the language of the world, the the language of of items and things that that possess the most worth and and value to represent the incredible um eternal rich blessings that he has bestowed upon his people forevermore and to represent the purity as as these stones a diamond uh, and gold and so forth and pearls they're valuable because of their purity and and uh, and so God uses that to typify uh, his people in the new creation. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.